Welcome back to Real Talk and Real Estate, episode two. I'm here with the fabulous Adriana Calderon, multi-million dollar producing loan officer here in Andrews, Texas with AMCAP Home Loans. Hi. How are what, you? What did you say? The wonderful? The fabulous. The fabulous? The okay. fabulous, okay. yes. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm good. Just busy. Busy, busy. So uh-huh. the beginning of the year, that's whenever we pick up and start kicking butt, right? Right. Is Holidays. It? That's yeah. what it is. So is it the same for LOs? Yes, um, but this year has been crazy busy. It's insane. Like I would always just say November, December, January is kind of like the breathing season. And then it just p- picks up because of you know tax returns or whatever the case is um, that people start, fr- start filing. Um, but no, it's been busy. For you. For me. A multi-million dollar producing <laughs> LO here. This is real talk, so we want the realness of what happens in loans. Yeah. So first question I'm going to ask you right off the jump is how did you get started in the loan business? Um, God just threw it at me, really. Like I had no intentions to ever be a loan officer um, right off of high school. Oh, my God, that sounds like it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, right off of um, after high school, I started, I got a job in, the, in a bank. I went and worked as a teller, and I was there for four years. Literally, I don't know why. I just remember everything about teller, about mm. tellering. So um, that led me into meeting, obviously, the mortgage um, department at the bank, and it was just something that I never even considered, you know, moving from being a teller to a loan officer or nothing along the lines. Um, an LO, a super successful LO, in the state of Kansas, which is where I worked, um, approached me one time. She was making a deposit. I took her transaction, and she asked me if I ever would consider um, entering the mortgage field. And she just, like, opened up this whole new world. Well, welcome <laughs> to yes. the loan side. <laughs> she took me under. I was her assistant for two years at Bank of America, um, and I just learned everything I needed to learn there. Awesome. Yeah. So you were a bank teller already dealing with people's money and dealing with all those yes. kind of things. And then you just kind of slipped into the loan side, which now you're dealing with people's financial. Yes. <laughs> so and I feel like out. if I didn't have that teller background, it would be so much harder than what it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. So another question, um, the first episode that I had, I spoke about how I got my real estate license. Mm-hmm. So how difficult was it for you to get your I guess, LO license or your loan officer license. It was super hard for me. I'm just a bad tester. It wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't hard to learn. Um, But I did quickly figure out that everything that I learned, I don't apply it now. I don't even know what the (laughs) test was about. (laughs) Um, But I am a horrible tester. And it was, it was hard. It was hard for me to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is it, it, so in real estate, we have to, to, to get our license, we have to do 180 hours of oh, schooling, yeah, and then we have to take a national exam and we have to take a state exam. Is that kind of the same? Um, yes. Let me think back. I think it's just a state. Okay. I think maybe, I don't remember, I think it's a federal and then a state that okay. you have to pass. But it's one test, and you knock both of them out of the way, I want to say. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yes. There you have it. If you're trying to be an L.O., I mean, that's that's what it takes. And did you do yours online? Online. Or was, okay, mm-hmm. so everything's online now. 
Um, real estate license the same way. You can do it online or you can do it in person. Can you do it in person for an LO? You can. Um, I never really looked into it, obviously, because I have kids and I just right. didn't have the time to just go away forever. There was options about doing like um, live classes. Awesome. Awesome. There you go. So um, those of you that are interested in getting your LO license, um, that's kind of the steps on what you got to do to get it. So how do buyers get pre-approved or pre-qualified? Okay, so first of all, I want everybody to think before applying, before you know, getting your credit pulled, um, before gathering all your documents, ask yourself if you're ready. Really, like if you're ready, if you feel like you have the, if you're responsible to have a mortgage, you know, first off, if you have the credit score, I mean, everybody kind of knows where you stand. Um, and even if you don't have the credit, just like knowing, am I ready to just work towards this? You know, like don't waste your time if you're not um, kind of thing. Don't waste anybody's time, really, because so many people are involved. And I feel like not everyone understands how many people are involved when it comes to um, buying a house. So if you are ready and you're ready to get pre-approved, um, then you just apply online, really. Okay. So like that's awesome that you say that because buyers tend to think um, – I tell them the ugly truth about it. Yeah. Say the lender is about to get every piece of information about you that you ever thought of or ever can think of. Right. They're going to know all your names, your aliases. They're going to have your bank account. They're going to have your paycheck stubs. They're going to have everything but your blood. Yes. And, and I tell them that. And so before we get into this Are you process, ready for that? Are you ready? Uh-huh. Ready or not? Because once you pre get pre-approved, yes. we get this thing under contract. So you're about to be in real estate for the next 30 or 45 days. Yeah. And that's, that's I literally the say, fact of it. Um, I will email them and I say, are you um, willing to be my best friend for the next 45 days? Because if you're not, you're not ready. Right. We're literally going to be best friends. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, you're so close with that that client for that yeah. many days and you get you know all of their personal information. So um, on the realtor side too, I mean, we know... Everything. Why mm -hmm. they had? I mean, we we get Everything. to know these people very well, <laughs> uh, and that's what they say about real estate: is that you're not just a real estate agent. You're a psychiatrist. You're a marriage counselor. You're oh, this. Yeah. You're that. But you're not. You're a, a realtor. That's yeah. what you are. When they do get pre-qualified or pre-approved, what documents do they need? Okay, so once you've filled out the application, I've pulled your credit and I contact you and say, "Hey, it looks good." Um, based on your application, I pre-approve you. So I always say based on your application because maybe things will change once I get documents. Um, documents you'll need to gather are if you are a W-2 employee, your last two years, um, last two year W-2s, um, a current pay stub. Um, right now, I'm always asking for your last um, pay stub for 2021. And then um, that's really it. I mean, if you already have savings, then a bank statement. Um, if you don't have savings, I kind of go through the process of telling you how much you need. And then maybe you will need months to gather that and you don't have it in savings now, then that bank statement will become due later on. But off back, um, income docs, and that's it. If you're self-employed, two-year tax returns, the full tax returns. Awesome. The, the whole 100 pages. The whole thing. The whole right. thing. <laughs> okay. And the other question I had, uh, I always get asked this a lot. They say, the loan officer is asking me 
what my DTI is, or they're saying this this ugly thing, DTI. What's DTI? Yeah, DTI. So can you yeah. tell the world what DTI is? DTI is a ratio that we qualify based on your debt to income. So that's what it is, debt to income. We work, we offer a variety of loans. So let's say an FHA loan, we can go up to 56, 57% DTI. If you have to go conventional, then we have to stay under 48. You know, it just tells us kind of where we stand. Um, if you don't have a lot of debt, you have a high credit score and we go conventional, um, then we move the purchase price to be up to that ratio so it doesn't exceed it. Once you exceed it, then it's another type of loan. If there is another type of loan. Right. If you go and, you know, if you have too much debt and it's way high, there's no way of getting approved. So right. you have to stay under a certain ratio and that's what your DTI is. So when they say debt to income, so this is meaning the income you make in a month or a year? Um, that is your gross monthly income um, against your monthly liabilities. I didn't disclose this earlier, but we are in West Texas, uh, Odessa, Midland, Permian Basin area, uh, not in the uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, San Antonio, Houston area. What we're talking about is the knowledge of West Texas. So down payment assistance programs differs from every area. So over right. here uh, in West Texas, what kind of programs are there? Right now, um, super popular is T-Shack, and that's the one that I'm mostly familiar with, so I feel like I know T-Shack left and right. T-Shack, what that is, is anybody that's a hero qualifies for T-Shack, and that's you know a firefighter, a police officer, a teacher, anybody that actually works in the school district qualifies, not only teachers. You could be the cook, you can be wow. the counselor, the custodian, wow. the um, front desk lady, or I don't know what they're called. Um, anybody that works under the school district that has a W-2 pay stub or whatever it is from the school district qualifies. And yeah, it's great. So if you are not a hero, you qualify based on income. So as long as you don't make a certain amount based on your county, then um, you qualify. And um, super easy. You need a 620 FICO score. And if you, we do run T-Shack down payment assistance for double whites for manufactured loans. That one does require a 640. Okay, Michael awesome. Um, have you done any USDAs? Yes. Um, okay. USDA, we, uh, you know, 0% down. Um, typically not with down payment assistance because most cases um, it's 0% down and then they have seller contributions. So they don't right. need to get their feet wet with the down payment assistance programs. Awesome. And then the FHA and conventional loans have raised... Do you know what those limits are now? Uh-huh. So conventional, it used to be a lot less. Now it's 647, $647,200, um, which before this raise, um, that was considered a jumbo. Right. So this is amazing. I mean, you can buy up to 647 too, with as little as 3% down oh, yeah. now versus that's huge. your jumbo loan. Right. Yeah. So that's amazing. And in our, our market here, I mean, six hundred, you know, forty-seven thousand dollars can buy you a freaking mansion over here. Yeah. So knowing that you can do that with a conventional loan, not having to go jumbo. Right. That's just a, a that's a, a game changer. Huge you know, deal. huge yeah. deal. Um, so uh, that's conventional. Do you know what FHA? FHA, I want to say three fifty-six, three sixty. So three hundred and fifty-six thousand, three hundred and sixty is the new FHA loan limit. Awesome. 
Yeah, and that's still a lot. So down payment required for FHA is three and a half percent down. So even if you buy that large of a house, you're only you know three and a half percent, three point five percent down right. would be your payment, your down payment. So typically, most of our new builds here in West Texas are typically around that price range. They're in the you know three twenty five to three seventy five range. Mm-hmm. So knowing that you can get into a new home with an FHA loan, three and a half percent down, that is amazing. So FHA is a lot easier to qualify for. People were running into the situation where if they wanted to buy a more expensive house, but they didn't qualify conventional, they had to go FHA, then they were under that limit. Now that it's higher, they can stay with their FHA loan, which is a lot easier. So, Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So next subject is what are some things that could kill the loan or kill the deal before closing day? Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I feel like everyone just makes like such a big deal because they don't think it's a big deal and then it kills a loan is um, new debt. Yes. Literally, if you go finance a new fridge for your new house and it, you know, moves your DTI to where you don't qualify anymore, then there's nothing I could do besides you paying off that debt. Yes. That's a big one. Credit cards, big ones, big mm-hmm. killers. Um, co-signing yes co-signing for vehicles co-signing for anything is a killer Um, when you're in the pre-approval process when you're buying a house these are things that you need to stay away from don't go and apply for credit cards don't go buy all this stuff yeah for the next 45 days you have to be super disciplined and just go to work, go home, and that's it. That's really all you can do. Yeah, that's really all you could do. Um, unless you call me and say, hey, Adriana, I want to buy a car, which I've had this happen. Um, I'm looking into buying a new car or trading in my car. If you have the wiggle room, that's not going to affect your, you know, your approval as far as your debt to income. I can manually add that liability against you and then me tell you, yeah, go buy that car or don't because it's going to ruin your loan. Right. So there's ways around it. Um, communication is key. key for sure. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's, do you want a car or do you want a house? Yes. You can only pick one or the other. Yes. I remember um, NLO once told their client, um, I'm sorry, you don't qualify for your house anymore. Like, Go live in your truck. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. (laughs) But that's really it. Like if you go and just make purchases without telling me or telling your loan officer, it could kill your deal. Um, Something else would be large deposits. Some people think it's not that big of a deal. um, But the bank will ask any large deposits have to be sourced. So if you have mattress money and you just go make this $10,000 deposit, that's not going to work. Right. Um, I always tell everyone. Do your deposits before going under contract. That way I don't have to see that bank statement. And then once, you know, wait a month. And then once you pull me, pull or give me your next bank statement, it won't be on there. And you'll just have like that, the reserves, which is old money. Right. So that's that's a good tip from a real, um, loan officer right there. Um, mattress money, keep it in your account for two months, one month, two months. Yeah, before give or take. getting the process started. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can use it. Um, if we're in the process and you do that, they're not going to accept it. So yeah. just know that from this conversation. The other big deal, so I had this happen to me last week, actually. Uh-huh. Marriage. Um, when when you get married in Texas, we're a community state. 
her debt is now your debt. Your debt is now, you know, the her debt. So uh-huh. um, that can be a killer. Yeah. Um, and I just found out that this week. Uh, had a client of mine, buyer, uh, ready to go. Been already looking at houses in Midland, Odessa, Big Spring. Um, re- almost ready to put an offer in. He got married Thursday. <laughs> Loan officer calls me Friday and says, uh, sorry, Daniel, he doesn't qualify anymore. Yeah. So... I mean, that can be a killer too. Just wanted to kind of bring that up, let everybody know that some things can kill the loan. And that's only with an FHA loan. Yes. Okay, so if you have a conventional loan, if you're approved for a conventional loan and you go get married, it doesn't matter. Or you could be married and um, you want the loan to only be under your name, I don't have to pull spouse's liabilities against you. It's only government loans, um, so FHA would, would be under that. So it was an FHA killer. Let me yes. be specific. An FHA killer is marriage. So and watch sometimes out. Um, you make enough income to cover both liabilities. And we don't have to have spouse on the loan. Right. So you're good. It just depends. Like every scenario is different. Yeah. Um, every scenario is different. I just had to bring up that one because that just recently happened and it was heartbreaking. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you got to be kidding me. And I feel like in our Hispanic culture, right. Um, we like to say my husband or my wife or we're married and we're not. We're not legally married. Um, and that could kill a deal too. So once you, like everything you say will be held against you kind of thing. So if you step, if your loan is done, you're ready to go to closing, you show up to closing and you say, oh, let me introduce my wife or my husband or whatever. Title's going to be like, wait a minute, you're oh, married yeah. and that'll kill your deal. Yeah. So that happened to us actually, right? Uh-huh. This past year, uh, we were I was at the closing table sitting there about to sign these contracts and oh my god yes yes i was sitting there i was ready to go (laughs) we were about to sign and the closer asked if they were married because they were calling each other hubby and wifey Mm -hmm. and this and that and they said no we're not married and she said well are those your kids and she said yeah do y'all live together yeah when have you filed taxes together yeah oh well we can't sign these documents yeah you're going to have to call your loan officer. Yeah. At closing, at the closing table, which is crazy. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, but we got through it. We ended up closing that loan. That's why I prefer Adriana over any lender. Um, she gets stuff done when I need it done. It's done. Uh, prequals, I can get them Monday through Sunday, uh, any time of day, usually, um, unless it's way <laughs> too late or way too early. Uh, but yeah, it, she's awesome. Thank you. So how do you keep yourself so busy? Um, being active. That's what I do every day. So even on days when I don't feel like talking to people. <laughs> I'm kidding. I always want to talk to people. Um, yeah, just staying active. I feel like we have such an amazing platform with social media. Um, and that's my thing. I just love social media. I keep myself super busy with that. I mean... I'm on it regardless, whether it's for business or not. So might as well just... Yeah, promote. Yeah, exactly. Just promote. Yeah, it's free. Um, I don't know. I'm such a people person. I could go to Porter's. Oh, my God. I went to the doctor yesterday, and then one of the nurses applied for a home loan. There you go. That's how you get it done. That's Adriana all the way. And She'll get you pre-approved at I, the hospital. <laughs> yeah, she was like, wait, what do you do? <laughs> and she actually applied with me um, in the waiting room. So I don't know. It's just my life. I yeah. just love what I do. Well, that's that's so 
incredibly awesome that um, you can go anywhere, talk to anybody, and that's that's real estate to a T. Um, same thing for agents. You can be anywhere at Walmart, I mean anywhere, mm-hmm. and hear someone talking about real estate and say, hey, I might know something I can add to that, you know, yeah. or somebody's talking about their house wanting to sell it or anything like that. That's that's the beauty of being in real estate. You can pretty much advertise yourself anywhere, anywhere. and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Keeping yourself busy is one of the key things. So like social media is a huge platform, Facebook, Instagram, and you know, Snapchat, TikTok, all of that stuff. They're, they're huge platforms and right. they're free. Right. That's the big key word is free. They're, they're free platforms that we can use at any time we want to use them. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have an Instagram name? I do. Um, approved by Adriana, which is everything I use. That's my application link. That's my Instagram. Um, and that's really it. I mean, you just look for me on Instagram at approved by Adriana and I should come up. I do have a personal page, um, but that's my business page. Let me make sure. Yeah. Approved underscore by underscore Adriana. There you go. So if you're looking to get a loan, there you have it. All you have to do is go to approved by Adriana and you can get approved today. Mm-hmm. Um, very simple. How long does it usually take to, to fill out that application? About five, 10 minutes? Yeah, I always say 10 minutes. Um, I'll, I'll say just take 10 minutes, fill out the application. I'll get notified instantly. Um, I actually get notified instantly now that we have this new um, phone system. This person started an application, didn't finish it, or something along the lines where it used to be um, this person applied. So even if you don't finish the application, I can reach out to you. We'll touch base. Some people freak out because of things that's asking and you don't know what to apply or whatever the case is. So we figured out you apply. Um, and if you send me docs, if you're just cooperative, you're in this with me, I can get you approved pretty quickly. There you go. Um, so there you have it. Do you have any closing remarks you want to tell the public? Uh, one of your goals this year is to you know, to own a home, to buy your first home or whatever the case is, buy your first investment property. Um, now's the time before we keep saying interest rates are higher, um, which they are, but only when you compare them to like the twos that we were locking in um, compared to last year or whatever, a couple years ago, they're about the same. So yeah, they're higher, but they're not horrible. And I do feel like they will keep peaking. So don't wait. Otherwise you will be locking in a higher rate. I'm Daniel Montoya. Adriana Calderon. And this is (laughs) Real Talk in Real Estate. Thank you, guys. Thank you.